goal of the show is to provide a safe space for communicators of color through a series of conversations to elevate their voices and discuss issues of equity in the media. I am Rosanna Longo Better. Our guest this morning is Kali Fajardo Einstein, American novelist, writer from Denver. 2020 winner of the American Book Award for her collection of stories, Sabrina and Corina. Kali has recently published her first novel, Women of Light, now a national bestseller. Welcome, Kali, to the show. Hi there. It's great to be here with you. I'm so excited to have you, and thank you. Thank you for joining us here. Recently at the Tattered Cover Bookstore, during the launching of your new novel, you said that you wrote about the lives of five generations of indigenous Chicano family. And I'm paraphrasing here, because for the most people, not only in America, but around the world, they don't know about their existence. It is a mystery. And why is that? Well, Woman of Light is a novel that's focused on Luce Lopez. She's a tea leaf reader in 1933 in Denver, and her older brother, Diego, is a snake charmer. And these are characters who are based on my own ancestors. They migrated north from southern Colorado um, after their Belgian father, he was a miner, abandoned them. And I really wanted to shine a light on those experiences and experiences of families that are like my own. Um, this book also the tale of an older generation um, that starts in the 1890s and the 1860s. And in that generation, you're going to meet prophets, gunslingers, um, a Wild West showman named Pidre. Um, and it's it's just an incredible adventure. And I'm really excited for listeners uh, to get a hold of this book and to read about these characters. You know, I'm reading the book. Uh, I got the book there. And I'm fascinated uh, by one character that comes again and again, and that's Papaticas, that I really like so much, uh, the Greek father of, of, of them all. It's so sweet the way he moves into the spaces and how you paint the scenes in this book. It's really incredible. Um, but let me tell you, back in 2020, during the Diversity and Inclusion Summit at CU Boulder, I had the opportunity to chat with you. And here's a short interview I dug down and found yeah, just yesterday. Let's play it and let's Delighted listen. It took place at CU Boulder yesterday. One of the featured speakers was Callie Fajardo Anstein. She's the author of the new book of short stories, Sabrina and Karina. Now, that's the book that was chosen this year for the Campus One book. KGN News' Rosanna Longo spoke with Callie Fajardo Anstein about the themes explored in her book and her participation in the summit. With Sabrina and Karina, one of the things I was trying to do was try, I was trying to insert Chicana narratives into a white space, which is literature of the American West. And there's no reason it should have been a white space. I mean, many of us are native to the region. We've been here as long, if not longer, than Anglos. Um, and so I was really perplexed as to why we weren't more dominant in that space, or just more equal, not even dominant. Um, 
And so I was really writing to try to move into that space. And it's been interesting being able to get there. I mean, it's been a long time. I think this book, it took over 10 years to get it to get it where it is today. It took even it took a long time to get it published. Um, and now that it's had the success it's had being nominated for the National Book Award and a number of other prizes, I, I literally go to white spaces. I mean, I go to universities and I, I go to these stages all across North America and I bring these Chicanas with me. And I hope that by creating that pathway and that trail, there can be more people behind me who are entering into those spaces. And in the end, they won't be white spaces. They'll just be spaces for all of us. So you're doing a disruptive way of approaching this lack of more literature that represent us. Would you also speak about, you know, what are you doing here today? What is the importance of this diversity summit and the moment of you sharing parts of your book? Yeah, I think I love that you said that it's just disrupting. Um, coming from a punk rock background. I, I mean, I really love that. <laughs> but I think what I am doing here today is I'm hoping that I'm setting an example for one that anyone can be a writer. It does not matter what kind of resources you come from, what kind of background. All you really need is a pen and a piece of paper. And so in that way, it's one of the most equitable art forms. And another thing that I'm hoping that I'm doing here today is giving people a glimpse into the, the lives and the souls of people they might not necessarily think about. And if they do think about them because they're their own people, I want them to have a sense of pride being able to see themselves reflected back in such a large way. At the end of your speech, you talk about we are all human beings. We need to shed a light on that. Would you speak about that in the case of gender equality, females especially, and being a Chicana? Yeah. One of the most interesting questions I get is why I decided to write a book about Chicanas and about women. And I always find that an odd question because we're human. I mean, of course, our subjectivity matters just as much as a man's subjectivity. Um, but for some reason, through obviously for hundreds of years, thousands of years of being relegated to the margins, that humanity has sort of been skirted in a way. Um, and so I think one of the most important things that we can do is to tell our stories and to just say, look, we are here, our lives and our stories matter just as much as yours, and they're on the same playing field as yours, and they deserve to be in these spaces. That's Cali Fajardo Einstein. Back in 2020 at CU Boulder, when I had the opportunity to interview her on the fly um, as she was signing books, at that time was Sabrina Corina for the students. A lot of things have happened in the world since then. What has changed radically and what has stayed the same when we talk about white spaces, especially, Kali? Yeah, you know, I think that's one of the reasons I, I wrote Woman of Light. So the book took over a decade to write um, and research. And this book is incredibly rich with research. And it deals with themes like police brutality, the wealth gap. Uh, violence against women. But one of the major um, scenes of the novel, Luce goes to work for a Greek American attorney named David. And David is a very complicated character. He's sort of a do gooder in the community, but he's also has misogynistic leanings. And David is trying to hold the police department accountable for the brutal murder of a young Chicano man. And there's a scene in the novel where he is his law office is suddenly they're being intimidated by the Ku Klux Klan in Denver. 
And writing that scene, a lot of it was based on the oral histories of my own family. My great grandma would talk about hiding, laying on the floor, waiting for the clan to pass by outside their house near Five Points. And I had to do so much research in order to get that scene right and to talk about the the major influence that white supremacy and the KKK has had in the shaping of Denver and greater Colorado. One of the things that I found really interesting while researching the novel was we're not our stories, stories of Chicanos and indigenous people and other marginalized communities, because I'm also, uh, my great grandfather's from the Philippines. Our stories were not collected at nearly the rate of white Americans in the historic archives. And while researching the scene with the Klan march in Woman of Light, I actually got to look at Klan robes in the historic archives. I, there were letters from Klan members. Um, and I was seeing firsthand that this was not some sort of offshoot hate group. This was a mainstream hate group. And some of these people, the families are still in power to this day. Um, so unfortunately, I think not very much has changed in terms of white space in Colorado and also white narratives and how we tell the story of this place and whose stories are privileged over another. We're speaking with American novelist Cali Fajardo Einstein here at KGNU. We're listening to Storytellers of Color. Cali holds a VA from Metropolitan State University and FMA from the University of Wyoming and has been named the Texas State University MFA Programs Endowed Chair on creating writing for 2020 to 2020, yeah, 2022 to 2023. You have lived in many places, but you keep on coming back to Denver. Denver is your home. Tell us about your journey as a writer. Yeah, so I, you know, I was born and raised here. My mom was born and raised here. My grandpa was born and raised here. And my my great-grandparents, my great-grandmother at least, was born in southern Colorado. So I won't be leaving um, Colorado anytime soon, at least not in my heart. Um, I had quite a long journey to becoming a writer. Um, I know some people look at the success of both Sabrina and Karina and now Woman of Light, and they think I was an overnight success. I just wrote a book in a couple years, and it suddenly ended up on the national bestseller list. Um, but that's not what happened. I, I wanted to be a writer since I was a little girl. I grew up in a family that was very steeped in the oral tradition. And I also was an atypical learner, and I was someone who really struggled in school. I ended up dropping out of high school um, at the advice of my own English teacher, who told me she did not think that I was cut out for school, that she did not think that I should go on to college. And I'm a very stubborn person, so I sort of took that as a challenge. And I went and I got my GED that day. And I enrolled in summer classes at Metro State University. At Metro, I started taking classes in Chicana and Chicano studies. And I also paired those with English literature classes. And so this was really the first time that I was seeing my own background reflected to me in the classroom space, especially in a historical way. And suddenly I went from being one of the worst students you can imagine 
to excelling. I was on the dean's list. I was getting scholarships for my good grades. And that led me on to um, graduate school. At the University of Wyoming, I completed a thesis draft of a book called Sabrina and Karina. Um, it would be seven years before I was able to get my thesis published by Penguin Random House. And during that time, I was working on Woman of Light. And I was living all over the country, not because I wanted to leave Denver, but because I couldn't find work. And the cost of living was rising and rising and rising in Colorado. Uh, Key West, I lived in South Carolina, I lived in Wyoming, and I also ended up living for a short time in Durango, Colorado. All over the place. And Kali, you just mentioned briefly that in order to work on this beautiful new book, Women of Light, you have done a lot of research. So now as a researcher of this Chicana indigenous experience in Colorado, would you say their presence has been erased? You know, I think that a lot of narratives have been consciously erased in um, Colorado history in particular. I just did a book club meeting with a, a group called Denver We Need More Thinkers, and primarily the members are Black American. And one of the questions that we asked each other as we were going through the circle talking about Woman of Light and the characters in the novel the moderator, she asked, when is your first experience learning about the Ku Klux Klan in Denver? And, you know, everybody who came from a marginalized background said from elementary school on, from the time I was a little kid on. Um, but there were other members of the group who said, well, I didn't really know until I was in high school and we learned about it briefly or I heard some sort of just a glimpse of that the Klan had power in Denver. But the reality is that many people from backgrounds, Black American backgrounds, Indigenous backgrounds, Chicano backgrounds, our lives and our ancestors' lives were terrorized by white supremacy in Colorado. Uh, if you look at Denver and you look out the you look at the layout of the city, it's an incredibly segregated space. We have, you know, certain groups of people live in certain areas, and we don't think about the legacy of redlining and how that created the di different demographics in the city. Um, we're also living in a time that is more segregated than ever in American history. And I'm, I fear that it's only going to get worse as the gap between the have and the have nots just increases and increases. So what I'm trying to do with books like Woman of Light is I am showing true history from our perspective. And I'm doing it through these credible characters like Maria Josie, who takes care of the family, or like Diego and his, his job as a factory worker at the Gates Rubber Factory. These stories then become very real and emotional. And there are ways for people to learn history without slogging through a history book, even though I'm someone who loves reading history books. Mm -hmm. This is a quote or a line from your beautiful book. There is one in every generation, a seer who keeps the stories. You are the keeper of this story as loose or little light in your, in your book is the keeper of the family. Is this character somehow you? Well, you know, I always like to tell my readers that all of my characters are somehow me because they came out of me 
just, you know, the Greek shop owner who takes care of the community. You know, even I'm somehow even an old Greek man. But yeah, in a lot of ways, I, I really do identify with Luce. Uh, she's very quiet. She's very observant. And she's incredibly smart, even though she does not have formal training and education. Um, as I've grown older and I have more of a voice, I, I literally get to be heard on the radio now and I'm, I'm read in books. Uh, I've become bolder and I use my voice in stronger ways that Luce could never do. Um, but in that way, I'm a lot like her best friend and cousin, Lisette. And Lisette, she's really outspoken. She doesn't take no for an answer. And in all of my books, I have sort of these complementary characters. So if I have a very quiet character, you're also going to meet a very loud character. And in my books, they usually come in pairs. Well, the only thing I can say as you are mentioning all your characters in the book is that I was there when you were presenting your book and it was packed and it was the second day and it was packed, sold out event. People are reading your book nonstop. They cannot put it down. That's me. I also have to say um, this is such an opportunity for me to speak with you and you have covered all you know, all the questions and in an amazing way this morning. I really want to thank you, Kali, for joining us for our Storytellers of Color. This is a collaborative series inspired by local groups, journals of color and Latinx voices. I know that tonight you are going to go to the Boulder Bookstore and you will be speaking about your new book, Women of Light, with Boulder Bookstores, Arsen Kashkahian and KGNU's Maeve Conran in a live recording at the bookstore and KGNU's Radio Book Club, which will air in August here in your listeners-supported KGNU community radio. Is there something else that you would like to say to our listeners or to somebody that is hoping to one day write a novel or write about what has been trying to be erased and oppressed in the society that we are living in? Yeah, I just, I want to say, first of all, if, if you've ever read my books or you've picked up my books, I want to say thank you. Because I am really an author whose entire career has been built out of word of mouth, um, out of people sharing my books with one another, with their family members and their friends. And I am so grateful to my readers for supporting and uplifting my work in that way. I also want to say, if you're an artist of any kind and you feel like you haven't had your big break yet, or it's just, it's getting harder and harder to pay the bills and you're not really seeing the fruits of your labor. I just want to say that the relationship between you and your art That is your purpose, and that's what's going to carry you through tough times and difficult times. My, my writing has given me some of the saddest times in my life, uh, some of the worst rejections, some of the, the worst reviews, um, but it's also uplifted me and given me such gifts of connection and community, and that really is the purpose of my writing. It is to connect us, it is to create community, and Quite frankly, it is to change the world and change the way that we think about our own history and our own identity as Coloradans. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much for, for listening and being here with us this morning. 
Thank you so much, really, for coming into the show, Storytellers of Color. Your show, your safe space to come and share ideas about equity and equity in the media. That is precisely the hardest thing. Once again, Kali, thank you so much for joining us this morning and good luck. And for, for those that are listening, you can go to the bookstore tonight, Boulder Bookstore, and get in person Kali Fajardo tonight. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much. I have been your host, Rosanna Longo Better. Stay tuned for Counterspin, followed by two and a half hours of an eclectic morning of sound alternative. Thanks again. Thank you.